You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. You know, um, I'm beginning to, you, you, you know, I, I hear people talk a lot. People say, um, well, men of God ministers, how God speaks to them. Um, when I was in the church, I was attending in Lagos, the pastor said that God always speaks to him in the shower. That when he's in the shower, and once he turns on the shower and the water hits him, God begins to speak to him. And truly, he has spectacular, I mean, well, not spectacular, but I mean, interesting encounters. I mean, he had things, God gave him specific instruction in the bathroom of how to grow his church. And his church became a mega church in Lagos today. In the bathroom, the shower. Well, what I'm trying to say is that I'm also beginning to discover that I think the way God speaks to me is in that twilight period between falling asleep or waking up. Amen. Because, you know, that's the time, I don't maybe that's the time I struggle least. God begins to talk to me. I, I, ideas begin to flood my mind. Things begin to flood my mind. And, um, you know, sometimes I even wake up in the morning and say, oh, Holy Spirit, help me to remember what it is that you were telling me last night because I didn't jot it down. And this was like, this was one of it. You know, as I was um, dozing up to sleep last night, God began to talk to me about um, um, putting premium on what we think about and what we talk about. Amen. And, you know, like I said, it's very interesting. One of the things, two quotes I put down here, I say your life moves in the direction of your most predominant thoughts. That's number one. And number two, you become what you behold. Amen. Your life moves in the direction of your most predominant thoughts. Number two, you become what you behold. Glory to God. So all I'm going to say this, and like, I mean, I, I, I guess it shows that that's what Manuel was talking about this evening. Pastor Emmanuel. Amen. But you, you, you see, let me continue. So just continue the message from where Emmanuel stopped. You see, um, our lives are our lives are a product of our thoughts, what we think about, what you what you predominantly think about is what fashions and forms your life. Amen. You, you know, it's easy to think and um. You know, a lot of times we say, it's easy for us to say um, 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 meditate on God's word. Think of God's word. Glory to God. Oh, you know, oh, no, no, well, well, meditate. But actually, what we, the words we use, let me use our, 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 our Christianese. You know, confess God's word. So, I am, I'm, I'm believing God for healing. I find that scriptures about healing and i begin to confess them and about confession actually is that i begin to declare them and speaking them by the stripes of jesus i am healed by the stripes of jesus i was healed jesus himself took jesus himself bore so i am healed amen that is that is correct that's awesome that's powerful amen but you see a lot of times so i i begin to notice that there's a, a disconnect between that confessing god's word and receiving the reality of it in our lives. 
there seemed to be a disconnect. And that's what um, Emmanuel started talking about, and that's what I want us to talk about this evening. Let's look at the scripture, uh, my first scripture this evening. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 19, 19 to 24. Okay. This still is on leave. So, it says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Go on. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp is the body of the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one, to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. You, you know, in, in, in context, in context, if we read this, this place, because go to 25, in context, Jesus was actually talking about money. Amen. I think one time, Emmanuel has spoken, showed us that. In context, Jesus was actually talking about money. But you see, um, I've discovered something that um, a lot of times, um, God is laying, or, or, and even Jesus in his teaching, is laying at principles that cut through life. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you understand. Now, if you talk about, um, let me give an example. When you talk about um, Isaac Newton, that, um, say, Isaac Newton discovered gravity when he was sitting under, I don't know if that's correct, when he was sitting under an apple tree and an apple tree fell on his head and then he began to think, why did the apple tree, why did the apple fall down and not up? And then he began, and then he found out about gravity. Amen. So when you talk about things falling, so oh, this thing fall, there's a principle behind the falling. That's gravity. Amen. So it cuts across. You can say, oh, somebody um, jumped from, you're talking about the story of somebody jumping from one story building and he fell to the ground. You're talking of somebody um, rolled from the bed, was sleeping in the night, rolled and fell to the It's all different ideas of falling, but the principle is still about gravity. Amen. Do we get that? So the point I'm making is that a lot of time when, when in the teachings of scriptures, there are actually principles that cut across life. And I want to bring out, and that's the principle I want to bring out. Like I said, in, in context, we're talking about money, but there's a principle that is here that we can learn, which applies to life. Now, go back to the 19, start there from. Go back to 19, 19. It says, do not live for yourself treasures on earth. We are more and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Amen. He says, do not lay up for your trust. Let, 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 let me read to the place I want to start talking. Go on, go on, go on, go on. But lay, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. We are neither moth nor rust destroy, and we are thieves do not break in and steal. 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know what Jesus was saying? He said that, look, don't gather for yourself. Uh, um, um, he says, no, the treasures you gather for yourself, eh? you see that, 
earthly treasures or heavenly treasures. Now, if your treasures, the treasures you gather are earthly treasures, then your heart will be on earthly things. If your treasures you gather are heavenly treasures, then your heart will be on heavenly things. Amen. And then, you know, it goes on to say, goes on to say some other things. And then ends with the fact that you can't serve two masters. You can't, see, you can't, your, 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 your heart can't be on, on the things. And now let me bring it, so let me bring it to what I'm saying. Let me use an example. I'm believing God for healing, bodily healing. And I'm confessing by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Amen. That is heavenly, that's in a sense like a heavenly treasure. Amen. I'm trying to superimpose that on the earthly treasure. Amen. But you see, I can't be confessing by his stripes I'm healed and my eyes is focused on my body, my sickness and all. You know what? That means that the treasure, my treasure is this sickness and disease. I don't know if you, you understand what I'm saying. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. See, it says where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. So it means that what is predominant in my heart shows what is my treasure. Do we get understanding? What's predominant in my heart shows what is my treasure. So I'm confessing, I might, might be confessing that, oh, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm here. By the of Jesus. But what is predominant in my heart is this sickness and disease. So that is what I am. That is what I'm magnifying. That's why the fact that I'm speaking all the right things, I'm saying all the right things, but what I'm magnifying is this sickness and disease. Do we, do, we, do we understand what I'm saying? The same thing too. I'm confessing, I'm believing God for, for finances, I'm believing God for a financial breakthrough, I'm believing God for financial turnaround, but all I'm focused on, all I can see is all the financial problems that I have, all the financial challenges that are before me. That's all, you, you know, and I see when the Bible talks about, when, when Paul was talking in, in, in Timothy about fighting the good fight of faith, this is what he meant. This is what he was talking about, fighting the good fight of faith. Because it is, it is, it is, look, let's say the way it is. It's a battle sometimes, it's a battle sometimes for you to be able to keep your mind on God's word and allow it to form pictures. Amen. Keeping your mind on God's word, and that's the point. Keeping your mind on God's word and allowing it to form pictures that are more real, that are more real than the physical situation. Amen. And that's why he said that for where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Now, let's look at a, 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 a scripture in... Um, A scripture in still Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 37. It says, Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I like, uh, 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 Emmanuel showed us this evening. Out of the abundance of the heart. So, so, so you, you see, what Emmanuel was talking about this evening, that what is what your thoughts flow from your heart. Because it says, out of the abundance of the heart, amen. You say your heart is the biological, if it's the biological heart, so that means that every time you speak, it's blood. You know that you're watching a ritual movie. No, 
But what out of the what are the abundance of the heart? What I'm trying to arrange this thing? Okay, when you speak, what do you speak? You speak words. Where do those words originate from? From your heart. Amen. You, 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 you know, and, 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 and it, sometimes it's so, it, the, the process is so quick, it's so fast. I mean, I see something. I, um, um, I see something um, and my mind can quickly process it and give me what to say. Okay, or, 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 or another way that, that maybe I make it clearer. You know, when you're discussing with somebody, somebody's telling you something, oh, this, 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 and you're replying the person. You know, it, it, there's, a, there's um, a, a joke that Pastor, Pastor Joe, resident pastor in Abuja used to say. He says somebody's a two-second person. You know what a two-second person is? You say, you crack a joke. And, say, oh, this, 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 and everybody has laughed. I never oh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> we finished laughing at this joke. Amen. It takes the person a while to understand it. You know, we don't talk. I mean, if you want, to, if you talk, to, if you're talking to somebody, if, let's use that. If you're talking to somebody, the two-second person, you know, you won't enjoy the conversation. You say, um, so you know, I, I I went to we, we I went to the market. You went to the market. Okay. Oh, you went to the market. Yes, and I, you know, I I, I so that that's something that you said I wanted to buy. That's something you said you wanted to. Oh, that's something you said. You, you know what? Let's end this conversation. Amen. But you know the mind works. Point I'm making is that the mind works so fast that as the person is talking, your mind is processing it. So that by the time the person finished talking and you need to give the response, you already have a response. It's almost like I see it's automatic. You already have a response. Some people are even, you know, some people are you, you know you are people better will understand so people in quarrel, they'll say, ah, I'll not be the picking where they send house, go go house, say, um, go and get reply, come. That's you're giving me, I'm giving you straight. I, say, I have my ready answer for you. Today. I'm, amen. Point I'm making is the, your, 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 your heart processes those, those things. You say in mind, see your heart. Your heart processes information and can give a response. Amen. Now it says, for out of the abundance of the heart, I know a lot of sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, we give response to life. From the abundance of our hearts. From the abundance of our hearts. Amen. Let me give an example. If I do, um, why will it, you know, waka? If I do waka, why will it, why do you, why will it make any impression or meaning to you? No, answer me. Because from time you've been you've been instructed or you've you've come to know that it's an insult. Do you know? I don't. I, I'm not too sure now, but I, I'm feeling that an American may come, a typical American may come to Nigeria. If I go to Malawi now, they're greeting me. Hey! Are you getting the point? It's 
from the abundance of your heart. And the abundance of your heart is the things that you have allowed to enter into the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's go, let's go on. Let's fight. He says, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he will bring forth good things. Amen. So, what will come out of the heart of a good man is good things. That means that, uh, let, let's follow it in, in, in context. That means that what he will be speaking out of his mouth will be good things. Amen. And not, when we say you're speaking good things, it's not necessarily just that you're saying, oh, the world is beautiful. Uh, I, I, you're not cursed. Okay, then an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. That means that <clears throat> the evil man, every time you see him, he's cursing, he's um, speaking profanity, he's speaking blasphemous things. That's not, that's not exactly what it means. Amen. What is saying that a good man, and what makes a man good <laughs> is that for us, as, let's just bring it down home. For us as believers, is that you stayed in God's word. Amen. So that's what makes you good. And from the goodness of your heart, from the abundance, remember what it says, out of the abundance of the heart, from the abundance of your heart, is the abundance of your heart that determines whether you're a good man or not, or an evil man. So from the abundance of your heart, you're bringing forth things that proves you good or evil. Go on, 35, 36. Say, but I say to you, I say to you that every idle word, now, you're talking about the good man out of the abundance of his heart brings forth good, and every man out of the abundance of his heart brings forth evil. Amen. Remember, we always say that God is not um, schizophrenic. Just, he say, you know, God say, um, you know, um, I created the world in seven days. You know, when Lazarus rose up from the dead, um, 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 there were two fishes and five loaves of God doesn't talk like that. If he follow him, follow his train of thought, you will understand what he's saying. Now, he just talked about a good man out of the evil treasure that bring forward what is and an evil man brings forth. Now, then immediately he goes on to what I said to you that for every idle word, men may speak. So, how do you bring forth the good treasure or the evil treasure in your heart? By speaking. By speaking, he said they will give account on the day of judgment. Um, go on. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Amen. Okay, what am I reading? Thirty-seven. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Glory to God. So, see, what are the things you are speaking? They are the content of your heart. So what do you speak? And you see, when talk, like I said, a good man, an evil man. What he's saying is, what are you speaking in the face of life situations? It determines whether you're a good man or an evil man. You can be born again. You can be born again, spirit-filled, and you can still be an evil man. Remember, one of the definitions of being an evil person is twisted-minded. A twisted-minded. So let me use the word twisted-minded man. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Or, like we've seen, speaks good words. And a twisted-minded man, out of the twisted-minded out of the twi- twisted mindedness of his mind, speaks 
evil. Amen. So, I go back to the illustration I was given. Somebody's confessing God's word for healing. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. That is, you're, you're speaking the right thing. But what is abundant in your heart? What are the pictures in your heart? That's what, that's what will come out of you under pressure. Somebody confessing, believing God for, for money. What is in, what's the abundance of your heart? That's what you come out of you under pressure. What you speak, what you speak, look, let me, let me like sometimes say, what, what you say, what you say when nobody is there, or what you think about the most about that situation is what is your real, real faith of the situation. I don't know if you understand what I mean by that. So when when I'm when when uh, um, I'm thinking I'm confessing by stripes I was healed by stripes I was healed by stripes I was healed, and then when I stop talking, you know the pictures that are forming my heart is I see myself how I'm lying down there and I see the doctor coming and say your case is hopeless and then they say that oh you're going to die you have three days to live I see everybody coming and I'm, I can see myself doing my farewell and then I'm thinking see myself in my casket. I, uh, that is really, 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 really what is abundant in your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's look at look at look at an interesting psalm. So Psalm 115, verses 4 to 8. Psalm 115, verse 4. It says, their idols are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. They have mouth, but they do not speak. Eyes, they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but not hear. Noses, they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but do not handle feet. They have, but do not walk. Nor do they mutter through their throats. That's, you know, you just see what it says in verse 8. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. Those who make them are like them. See, you, you, you know, of course, when you think of, oh, he's talking about uh, those who make idols, he's talking about an, uh, an idol. But you know, like Emmanuel was showing us this, there's some thoughts that have become idols. There's some thoughts that are so are so sacred to us. There are some thoughts that are so personal to us. We hold them tight. We, 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 we cuddle them. We don't want to let them go. Amen. And they, they become idols. Amen. He says, those who make them are like them. So, you cuddle those things. You know, the, 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 the honest truth about those things is that sometimes those things... They, they can't talk, they can't, they can't move. But you've so, you, I, I know the point is, the point here is, and that's the point I want to bring out. You so focus on them that you become like them. You've so, you've so, you so spend time with them that you become like them. Those who make them are like them. 
So it's everyone who trusts in them. What are those things that are, have become, what, what, those, let me use, let me say this way. What are those thoughts that have become idols? Amen. You know, you know some of the ways we, 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 we dignify or we, 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 we protect or I don't know what, what to use again. Some of those things. No, that's the way I am. That's the way me, me, that's the way I am. Ah, I don't, I don't tolerate nonsense. Me, as you give me sharp, sharp. Me, I, I, I give you back sharp, sharp. That's the way I am. If you, can't, if you can't take me like that, leave me like that. But how, how beneficial or how, how productive or how has it blessed you? This way that you are like, that it seems cannot change. Amen? You know, then there's some, some other ones too that it does feel like, well, you know, that, that's, it, it's, um, um, is, you know, almost everybody has this thing. There's, there's some of us that they are, they are, they, we, had, we had some experiences growing up. Some experiences, childhood experiences, and things like that, that have formed our mindsets. Amen. That form our mindset. I mean, let me go to extreme. Some cases of abuse. Maybe somebody was abused. It has formed. It has formed a mindset. So you process through. You process life through those goggles of the abuse that you went through in the past. And then you know when you turn to confront a person, say. I, they may not say it in, in, in those much words, but it's almost like, I can't help myself. You know, or the things I went through is what has made me like this. I can't, there's nothing I, I can't change. Amen. They are idols. And it says, those who make them are like them. So it's everyone who trusts in them. You know, it says, an idol, the, the picture I gave an, an idol, an idol is just a dumb thing that can do nothing. It can't, it can't, it can't achieve anything. It can't produce anything. It can't, um, it can't make results. Amen. He says, those who make them are like them. You see, you hold on to these idols. It keeps you in a place where you're not producing results. You're not, you're not, no impact. No, no progress. I said that so is everyone who trusts in them. I know truly, you know what I've discovered? Some people actually trust in these things it, because it's, it's, a, it's a security. It's a, it's, it's a, it gives you um, 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 all my English is failing me. It gives you it gives you something to so, something to hold on to. It legitimates this this bondage you are in. It validates it. Thank you. This is validation for some people. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Amen. But you see, we can change these things. So from all that we have said this evening, we can change these things by changing the content of our hearts. We can change our lives 
we can change our lives by changing the content of our hearts. Now, let, let's, let's, let's look at some scripture, uh, one scripture. Genesis chapter 30 from verse 37. 37 to 39. I'll get to something this evening. He says, now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of almond and chestnut trees, peeled out white stripes in them and exposed the white which was in the rods. And the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flock in the gutter in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the, the flock conceived before the rods, and the flock brought forth streaks, speckled, and spotted. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you see, if you read um, later on in Genesis, um, Jacob was actually telling, saying that it was an angel that gave him this idea, gave him this idea of, of um, how to regain from his father-in-law, who had cheated him for, for donkey years. But there's something I want, to, I want us to see here. It, it, you know, it talks about that Jacob made, Jacob got rods and he peeled it. You know, the background of the story, um, he said that Laban had, Jacob told Laban that, look, I want, I want to gather my own thing. I was trying to summarize. Jacob, I want to gather my own thing. So what you will do, remove all the streaks speckled and spotted animals, remove them and give me only plain animals. Amen? Give me only the plain animals. So he removed them. He said it took them three days journey away. And then, then Jacob told Laban that, look, when the animals have mates and they produce, the, the speckled, the streaked and the spotted will belong to me. The plain animals will belong to you. I mean, and Laban, these are professional um, animal people. <laughs> are you are you are you dumb or something? Ah, this is a very fantastic idea. One more time to cheat you. So separated the animal. I, and ideally, if you know animal, even normal genetics, if plain animals mate with plain animals, they should give back to what? Plain animals, speckled animals, mate speckled animals. They should give back to speckled animals. Now, speckled and plain, they can give back to anyone. So, he had all plain. And then God gave him this wisdom. But there's something I want us to see from it. He says, he says that he cut the wood and then he made stripes on the wood. And then he put them at the watering trough so that when the animals came to drink, amen, they conceived before the rod. Amen. When they came to drink, they conceived before the rod. And you know, basically, what, 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 that, what, what was showing me that it's what they were looking at. Of course, we know that God's power was involved in it. But the principle here, what they focused on while they conceived was what they produced. Um, go to verse 39, 38. It says, And the rod which he peeled, he set before the animals in the gutter in the watering troughs where the flock came to drink so that they should conceive 
when they came to drink. Now, there's something interesting, there's something interesting that I see here that about drinking. It says that they, they conceived when they came to drink. And drinking, for, for, me, for me, you know, drinking, talking about uh, uh, um, 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 us spending time in God's word. Because it says that they, uh, they, they, when they came, he put them in the gutter where they came. And then when they came to drink, they, they, the, what they, their focus was on the road as they drank. And then they conceived and brought forth what they were seeing. The only point I'm making this evening is that, look, when you spend time in God's word, what are the pictures in your heart? What pictures, what picture does God's word paint in your heart? What do you see from God's word? What do you, what, 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 what picture does God's word paint to you? Amen. That is what you conceive and that's what you bring forth. So you see, if you just come to God's word and you're just, you know, you're just reading God's word and you're just uh, 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 by himself, by my sins, and you're re- reading like a storybook, nothing is coming out of it for you. But you see, you must be looking at God's word and looking and seeing the picture. You must be looking into God's word as you're taking in God's word, you're seeing the picture. So if God's word says that, you are, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Then you, you, let me say this way. You must bring yourself to the place where you see the picture of you walking in health. Amen? You must have that picture of you. You See, and, and like I said, talking about the uh, 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 fight of faith. The fight of faith is that I must come to a place where I see what the word is saying. A lot of times, people, a lot of times, for us as believers, we don't see what God's word is. We see God's word, but we don't see it in our lives. Amen. In the story of Abraham, when God told him that God, God was going to give him a child, God promised him a child, and, um, and all that. You know, uh, I think Genesis, I can't remember where Genesis now. Maybe Genesis 20 something. Anyway. When Abraham came to God, what did Abraham say? Abraham said, what will you give me? Genesis 15. Okay, thank you, sir. He says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? What? Seeing. Seeing, I go childless. You know, God had spoken to Abraham from the beginning. God had told him, come out of your country. I'm going to make you uh, the father of many nations. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do Do you know all the why God was speaking to Abraham? Apparently, what this is what Abraham was seeing. What will you give me? Seeing I go childless. And this Eliezer, this, 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 the elf my house, Eliezer of Damascus. What Abraham saw was not what God was saying. And that's why God spoke it to Abraham and took all these years and it seemed as if nothing was happening. What do you see? What do you see? And what you see, what you see a product of your thoughts, the thoughts in your heart, 
What are the pictures that are in your heart? So, for instance, imagine if God said that he's going to make you the CEO of, of one of the biggest companies in, this, in, in, in Nigeria. And then I say, ah, me, I finished, I mean that I graduated with third class. If I graduated with pass, and um, I don't have any experience, I don't, you know, that's what you're focused on. So, one day the opportunity arises, and then you're going there, and I think, hey, is pass I have. And you enter the interview place, and then everybody sees this and then you're talking, say, oh, I finished with I finished with the first class from Cambridge University. I have a master's from this uh, um, um, Oxford University. I have a PhD from, and those are the people that you're going to go into for interview with. And I say, ah, hmm, there's nothing for me. The brave ones for me even to go enter into and try to interview. The other one just, ah, I better live here before I embarrass myself. But what are you seeing? What do you see? Amen. What do you see? What you see is based on what you think about. And that's why I started when I said the, the, the quotes that I, I, I started with. Your life moves in the direction of your most predominant thoughts. Your life moves in the direction of your most predominant thoughts. I mean, if I come walk into a place and somebody there just in those gist. I just switch off or I just walk out. I don't listen to them. I don't, I don't, I don't indulge them. I don't even, I don't, I don't entertain them. I see the same thing with you. You should know yourself. There's like, like sometimes another one, sometimes I go online, some topics. Once I just see them, I just click out of the place. I just scroll away from the place. You say it's fear. It's not fear. I don't want them to form a stronghold in my mind. Let me give you one very mild one. You know, I don't know why. I just, I just don't like snakes. I just, I, and it's almost like a recent thing. I don't have an aversion for snakes. You know, if I, for instance, I go to Facebook now, I, or, or go to one something, and I just see snake. I just quickly scroll away from there. See, I'm afraid of snake. I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid of. I don't, I just, I don't even, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't like snakes. You say, okay, I should deal with it. Okay, maybe I, I should deal with it. If it's a fear, I'll deal with it. But what am I, what is it dealing with it that I'm going to deal with? Is it that, so that I'll deal with it so that when I can I see snake, I can play with them, cuddle them? It's never going to happen. So I, I just, anything, article, or snake, something. You know, the picture of snake, this and snake. I don't entertain. I don't want. I don't want. What's around me? So if I come now, you're talking. Amen. That's sick. You know, yeah, um, Matthew's, is it Matthew 6 now? Or Matthew 12? What are you?
I a good man out of the good treasure of his heart. You know, you know, treasure box. You find them. Amen. A good man treasures of his heart. One nineteen. I think verse ten. One nineteen is the longest chapter in the Bible. I've heard about one, the word of God. It's clear from God's word. How God's word is the one that guides him. How? Verse nine. How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Ten. With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandment. Verse 11. Your word have I hidden where? In my heart. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word have I hidden in my heart. So how do you get the treasures? Uh, um, Back to Matthew 12. How do you get the treasures in your heart? By hiding God's word in your heart. Amen. Your word have I hid in my heart. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth that which is good. So, do you know what that means? That a good man will stand before the situations of life and from the good treasures of his heart, he brings forth good things about it. Amen. An evil man, a twisted-minded man, out of the twisted, twistedness of his heart, will bring forth twisted things about it. So both of us will look at the same situation. The good man will bring forth good things about it. The evil man will bring forth evil about it. What is the, the, the difference? Is what they have stored in their hearts. What they have stored in their hearts. What have you stored in your heart? When life confronts you, it's, the, it's from the abundance of your heart that your mouth will speak. It's from the abundance of your heart that your mouth will speak. It's from the abundance of your heart that your mouth will describe the situation. Amen. You know, some people, if you hear them describe some, something, I don't know if you ever hear this message, so I won't, I, won't, I won't say the name of the person. But somebody very dear to me. Amen. I mean, we used to make, make fun of her among ourselves. That's all I'm going to say about it. But, I mean, when she, she describes pain, eh, Jesus said, it's like as if, you know, my head, it's like as if somebody was hitting a hammer, bang, bang, then they took a screw and they were screwing it inside. He said, and the thing was, he, he, oh God. Amen. But it's from the abundance of the heart. It's from the abundance of the heart. Even how you speak to people. How you speak to people sometimes. You know, some, say, 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 I, I had one brother, I was telling somebody, like I said, I don't know who's listening. 
some messages. So I'm coding everybody. Oh, telling telling a, a little child, say you 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 look at the way you're just walking across the, road. the car will just knock you down and kill you. Amen. It's from the abundance of your heart. You know, this is an aside. I was listening. I, I listened to a short document. Please bring the communion. I'm, 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 I forced myself to round up. I was listening to um, one short uh, clip. I was talking about um, talking to children, training children. It says, "Don't tell, don't tell a child." Um, oh, I've forgotten the illustration he used. But don't, don't, don't paint the. Don't tell a child not to do something. Tell the child. Don't, don't tell a child about something wrong the child is doing. Tell the child the right thing the child should do. I was talking about say that pilots that it, 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 something from even the pilot um, community. Pilots know that you don't tell a pilot you don't you don't emphasize obstacles to a pilot because if you emphasize obstacles to a pilot, he will definitely crash into it. Why? Because it becomes it becomes what he's conscious of. It becomes what fills his mind. Amen. Another thing is that, look, what, what you think about, it fills your mind. The pictures you have fills your mind. The pictures of your pain, it fills your mind. It paints pictures. It paints other pictures. I say that you stay with God's word and allow God's word to paint a new picture to you, which is superimposed on the old picture. Amen. I know what needs to superimpose. That means that you force it on top of it. You force it. You, you know, I don't know if it's here. I've given that illustration before. Or, or, you know, if you have, for instance, if you have um, 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 maybe an, maybe a rat here. Let me use a rat. You have a rat here. I, I can superimpose. I'm killing it, actually. I can superimpose Maybe this table on it, pin it, force it until it stops moving. I put all my pressure on it until it stops moving and the table becomes steady. That's superimposing. So I superimpose God's word on those things until they become steady. God's word becomes steady. The picture I see constantly. The story of Abraham that we read, when God told, when God was telling him, uh, uh, when, when Abraham said that, seeing that I go Charlie, you know, Bible tells that God brought him out and showed him, told him the stories of the stars, showed him the stories of the stars. And like I always say, God took, took two things that were abundant in his, in, in his environment to talk, paint pictures to him. Every time Abraham looks up in the, in the night, they were in the desert, the wilderness, or, no, not wilderness, desert. Amen. Every time he came out, the thing you see when you look up the most are stars. Star-filled sky. Amen. He painted a picture reminding him of what God told him. And then every time he looked down, so when he's, when, when, you know, the way, the way, the way I, God gave it to me, I, I, you know, it's beautiful for me. You know, when, when you are, when you are, when you, when you are looking, you look up, either from worries or maybe even excitement, you look up, you can see the stars. And it reminds you of what God has said. When you look down and you see the sun, when you're weary and you look down, you see the sun. God used the stars and the sun to talk to him. God used those two to paint pictures to him. So the sun will be like this, 
the sand of the seashore. They'll be like the stars of heaven. So every time Abraham looked up, he saw the picture of what God had said. Every time Abraham looked up, he saw the picture of what God had said. He surrounded himself. God surrounded him with this picture so that that was all he saw. And within a matter of time, it came to pass. What are you surrounding yourself with? And I'll end there. What are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself with God's word? Are you surrounding yourself with positive pictures? Are you surrounding yourself with, 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 with faith-filled words? Are you surrounding yourself with faith-filled people? You know, sometimes we just have a pity party. We want, to, we want to do a pity party. I want to invite people that become a we have the committee of a year. And, oh, a year. Sorry. Oh, a year. Oh, Kai. Now, wow. Ah, sorry. A year. What did you get? A year. I'm sorry. One time, Reverend used to make a joke. He say something happened. Tell Reverend, sorry. Reverend said, no, I reject sorrow in Jesus' name. He doesn't say too much. But, but you know, it's a picture. Sorry. What, what does sorry give you? Sorrow. Amen. Surround yourself with God's word. Fill your heart with God's word so that you become a good man who from the abundance of your heart, out of the good treasures of your heart, you bring forth good. Amen. So that out of the good treasures of your heart, you can bring forth good. You can look at the worst situation and you begin to speak words good words to it because the words that you speak will change that situation around and bring it to the picture that you have in your heart. Glory to God. You know, Jesus, Jesus on the night that he was betrayed, he said, the Bible tells us that he took bread, he broke bread, he took the wine and gave them the wine. He says that as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. Every time we come to the communion table, we remember what he has done for us. Amen. You see, the communion table is one of the, I talked about surrounding, our, sur, sur, surrounding ourselves with faith. Communion table is one of the faith elements that we surround ourselves with. Every time we come to the communion table to break bread, amen, we remind ourselves that the price has been paid in full for us to live a life of victory. That the price has been paid, his body Jesus' body was broken for us. Jesus' body is broken for us so that we can live in health and we can live in divine health always. His blood is shed for us. Our sins are forgiven and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And because we are righteous, we are partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Because of this sacrifice, only good is permitted to come to us. Because of this sacrifice, Jesus has, Jesus has stood in between anything coming that so that it's only good that can pass through Jesus to us. Every evil that comes, he, he has absorbed it and has taken it away. That's how we come to the communion table. That's how we see the communion table. Amen. You know, there was something, something, uh, 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 um, a joint parish prayer this morning, there's something parish shared about the communion table that Kai really blessed me. And that's the fact that, you know, that um, when we come to the altar, when we, when, when, in, 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 you know, the times we saw, saw um, Melchizedek, all people that came with communion, said so that they came with communion, they came bearing communion, and then they gave communion, they gave communion, the, the like, for instance, let's take Melchizedek and Abraham. Abraham received communion from Melchizedek, amen, and the blessing, 
Amen. Now, what, what he was, what was, and really, like I said, really blessed me. That, you see, the, there is no, you can't, you can't release a blessing without the communion. You, no, you can't release a blessing without sacrifice. Amen. You can't release a blessing without sacrifice. I mean, time of old, and even up to today, you can't receive, release a blessing without sacrifice. Now, they could, of course, they couldn't carry the sacrifice everywhere. So when they, when they appear before you, they come with the element of the sacrifice. And when you partake of the element of the sacrifice, you're partaking of the table of that sacrifice. So every blessing that comes from that sacrifice, every blessing that that sacrifice evokes, as we partake of the element of the sacrifice, the blessing comes upon us. The blessing finds expression and fullness in our lives. Amen. You know what, part of what, why, why, why I'm going to bring this up? That, so when you come to the communion table, every time you break bread, you know that you are partaking of the sacrifice of Jesus. Glory to God. That's one scripture uh, uh, in Revelation. Revelation, okay, where it says that, what is the lamb? 5.12. It says, what is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. He says the lamb was slain. He has received these things. Amen. As we come partaking of this table, we come partaking of the body of the lamb that was broken and his blood that was shed for us. We receive these things. We receive power. We receive riches. We receive wisdom. We receive strength. We receive honor. We receive glory. We receive blessing. In the name of Jesus. This is what you surround yourself with. This is what you think about. As you come to the communion, as you take communion, this is what you, you, you see. Sorry, my time is gone, but I, see, there are things that you make sacred so that they minister to you. So that the light, the power, the essence of it finds expression in your life. This is what you think about as you come to the communion table. So every time you take communion, oh, I'm going for, I'm going for it. You know, because again, we're coming to a point, sometimes, sometimes we're coming to a point where communion is just becoming one of you say, oh, I'm going for a job interview. Oh, the body of Jesus broken for me. The blood of Jesus is shed for me. Uh, no. Sit down and invoke the blessing of this thing. And see it work in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we declare the body of Jesus is broken for us. Thank you, Lord, because by this broken body, we receive wholeness, we receive healing, we receive health, we receive life in the name of Jesus. As his life was given up for us, we take up that life today. And as that life is incorruptible, it brings wholeness to our bodies. It brings strength to our bodies. In the name of Jesus, our our minds are whole. Our minds are healed. In the name of Jesus, we think only the thoughts of God. We We think thoughts of victory, thoughts of power, thoughts of glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that is shed for us. Thank you, because by this blood, our sins are forgiven. We are, the, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because as we partake of this table tonight, we receive all that the Lamb has gotten in the name of Jesus. 
We say we receive power, we receive riches, we receive wisdom, we receive strength, we receive honor, we receive glory, we receive blessing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's come out and partake. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. We thank you for his life that was given for us. We thank you because in this sacrifice, we have the victory now and always. We celebrate, we rejoice, and give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory! Glory! Amen. So let's begin to make, give, uh, uh, make our pronouncements. Speak words. Speak what the sacrifice has done for you. Speak the blessings. Speak the things that the sacrifice, speak the place the sacrifice has brought you to in the name of Jesus. Declare what the sacrifice of Jesus has done for you. Declare the blessing. The blessing is at work in your life. That work in everything that concerns you. Blood is speaking for you constantly and continually. In the name of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, you live a life of perpetual victory. Shame is taken away. You experience the, the mighty supply. It's your regular and your constant in the name of Jesus. Because of the blood of Jesus, you've entered into portals of endless glory in the name of Jesus. Rivers in dry places. Where people are struggling, you are thriving. In the name of Jesus. For every trouble, you receive double. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please listen to our seats. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.